Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hope and Health. I'm Dr. Michelle. And I'm Dr. Mark, of course. And some like to call us M&M, M&M without, without the, the sugar. sugar. Gotta love that, right? <laughs> That's pretty funny. So we're really excited about this, um, tonight's show. First half tonight, we've been asked the question, how, you know, what about eating out, you know, being on the road and all that stuff. So we're going to get into that a little bit tonight. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. We like to talk a lot about uh, the things that you can do to keep you from overdoing it when you go to a restaurant. So we came up tonight with 17. So there's 17 of our top uh, tips that are going to help you as far as um, eating out. So when you look at this first one here, this this is the top first six. You, you don't want to go to a restaurant overly hungry. You make sure that you have had adequate nourishment in the hours before you go. Uh, you might want to take a little bit of fiber or something in, in a glass of water and get that down before you plan to go to a restaurant so that you don't show up to the restaurant overly hungry and want to eat everything in sight. You might want to drink a glass of water before your meal. So a little bit of water will put something in your belly and that way you won't quite have that tendency to keep eating like that. This next one, they say, uh, if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. So plan to look at the menu online for your restaurant of choice. Oftentimes those restaurants of choice have the menu online and you can already pick out what you want to order before you actually arrive. And that just sets you up for success to know it, know what you want, and don't go outside of those parameters. Number four, you there, there you see it's, you know, every restaurant has these general things, you know, the salad, the protein, and some sort of veggie. Um, look at the menu, as Dr. Michelle just said, as more of a, a buffet or maybe a uh, uh, look at it like you're in the kitchen and you have all these bins full of this food instead of like each order itself already having to have that, you can actually order from the menu from a buffet style. You know, so just say, can I have this, this, and this? You might pay a dollar or so extra, maybe not, but just ask and they'll probably let you do that. Yeah, for example, this morning at breakfast, we switched out the toast for avocado and arugula uh, with an omelet. It was absolutely fabulous. And then you see that number five down there. You know, you can, this is an old kind of Weight Watchers trick, you know, dip your 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 fork in the, uh, in the, salad dressing before you put it in the salad or maybe just dip into the dressing instead of, you know, dousing your whole plate with a bunch of fatty dressing. Well, the other thing to that is you also want to have the dressing measured on the side because if they bring you a bowl of dressing and you uh, continue to just dip it into the dressing, you potentially could douse it that way as well. So you want to have that dressing on the side measured out. Well, and make sure that you can also kind of bring your own dressing sometimes. And most restaurants don't have really the good dressing, so don't hesitate to bring your own. You know, these tips are going to help you. So hopefully that'll kind of get you moving in the right direction. So when they kind of get you warmed up, there's stuff you can do. And there's more, of course, you can see right here. Here's uh, a few other tips, six more. Yeah, well, with the, before we get off the dressings, we I actually carry a small container in my purse of balsamic oil, balsamic vinegar, and olive oil. There you go. Uh, you might want to try eating mindfully. Get this. Your stomach doesn't have any teeth. So if we take the time to actually chew our food, 
turn our food into soup as we eat it, we might discover some new flavors, just have a better relationship with what we're eating than inhaling it and just getting it down as quickly as we can. And, and so, you know, when you're with a group of people, you want to kind of be the leader and not the follower and certainly don't let their choices dictate yours. So you don't be afraid to order first in the menu. Just see the menu, know what you want, make your choice and go on and don't worry about what other people think. Oftentimes we go out to eat and it's late at night. You might consider sharing a plate of food with your special guest, your spouse, your friends, uh, whoever that may be, because oftentimes what comes in a meal is enough for two. So consider splitting that meal in half and sharing it with someone else. Because at the hour is usually late. It's after six o'clock. Then we go down to sleep on a full stomach, an overly full stomach, and our system is stressed. So consider taking the stress off by sharing a meal with your guest. Instead of having a dessert, maybe have a little bit of decaf uh, coffee or maybe tea. If caffeine doesn't bother you, that's fine, but make sure that it doesn't keep you awake. You can do that and kind of put a little stevie in there so that you won't go down the pathway of the desserts. You also might want to skip the chips, the bread, and the dips before meals. It's always interesting that they bring a whole bunch of stuff out before the meals. And, you know, if you were like we were, you're taught to, when you're young to clean your plate. So if they bring it to you, you need to clean that plate and demolish it. But bread can be like dope. It just, it, it can become an addiction. And before you know it, you've demolished the whole a uh, basket of bread, the whole basket of chips and salsa, whatever in front of you. So you might just want to ask the waiter kindly, please, let's skip the bread, the chips, and the dips before you order the meal. And along those lines, certainly number 12 is big. Have your server swap out the grains and the starchy vegetables for some kind of a uh, uh, maybe above ground vegetables or something like, like that. Kind of like we did for breakfast. Exactly. So you want to make sure that you're not uh, feeling obligated to have maybe your mashed potatoes or your uh, pasta. You can switch those out for vegetables. You see something else in the menu, say, may I have this for this? And when you do that, you're going to find that many times they're going to say, okay, sure, no problem. Uh, we've experienced far, far, far less upcharges on this kind of idea than really any other time. So it's not, not that hard. And so, you know, that gives our top 12 and now we're going to finish with our, our next five. So this is going to bring it to 17. So check these out. Hopefully you're getting something here because this is really important because a lot of people really make excuses um, when they go out. Well, I have to eat out on the road. You know, I'm, I'm working, I'm here, I'm there. Well, again, excuses are like the backside of Rosie the pig. The closer you get to it, the more it stinks. Oh boy. So there you go. <laughs> You also want to avoid the all-you-can-eat buffets. For some reason, just like we've been taught to clean our plate, oftentimes we think we need to clean the buffet, too. No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> and and uh, what that can lead to is called a cafe coronary. When you overeat like that and you just indulge, it may lend to that heart attack that you really don't want to have. Certainly, avoid any sort of sweetened drinks. Don't do the sweet tea. Don't do the sodas, for, for sure. If you do tea, go unsweetened, of course. And you can use stevia. Monk fruit, things like that. Those are good. But just make sure that you avoid the sweet. That's empty calories that are going to go a long ways and get you like nowhere. 
you want to watch the gluten-free options. Just because they say gluten-free doesn't mean that they're healthy. Oftentimes those gluten-free options are loaded with all kinds of sugars, additives, and things that make that product dense. Dense in calorie concentration. So be very careful about the selection that you make when it comes to gluten-free. When you finish your meal, this is a huge one. Number 16, try to go for a walk after the meal. That's not a bad thing. And it, you might feel a little uncomfortable, especially if you ate too much. But after 10 or 15 minutes, you're going to push that digestion a little bit better and it's going to help you. So uh, that's always a good trick, of course. And that's always something you can do as the weather's getting warmer, too. Yeah, I always make the point of, you know, when you put food in a microwave and you heat it and you kind of maybe even overcook it, that food shrinks. It shrinks into half mass. So when you go up for a walk, you're actually burning that food up as you add heat to your system. Move more and sit less. Now, food can become kind of a crutch, can become kind of a, a hobby. It can become something that we do. And we don't even know why. The main thing about food is that, A, we have it. And B, you can actually eat it with someone to enjoy. <laughs> so, um, you know, I enjoy eating with my wife, but I promise you we're not thinking about the food more than each other. So you got to like enjoy the time, enjoy the outing, enjoy whoever you're around more than you enjoy the food. Because if you do enjoy the food before the, more than the people, you're not really enjoying the people as much as it should be. So kind of think through that as we talk about this. This, You know, this is a big deal. These 17 tips will help you a lot as far as being able to help you uh, get free from this stuff, right? Yeah. Again, if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. So go prepared, pick it out, think about what it is. Besides, you know, even when they bring that food to your, to your, to your, um, your table, you might actually want to have them bring you a smaller plate so you can put what they bring you onto the plate that actually really meets your needs instead of eating everything that, that, that it comes with. True. And just a reminder, if you want to work with us and get involved in some of our programs, whether online programs, standardized programs, or even personalized programs, you can reach out to us at sherwood.tv forward slash free. And we have all the stuff there listed for you, our, our courses, uh, books, uh, all the things that we have that are here for you to avail so you can uh, really get the best optimal help. Stay right with us. Hi, friends. Dr. Mark Sherwood here. And I'm Dr. Michelle Sherwood. Not everyone can make an appointment with us, but you can receive many of the same educational benefits our patients receive through our most comprehensive course, Health Secrets Exposed. Modern healthcare, or should we say sick care, is more focused on profit than your health. And in this course, you'll discover what sick care has been keeping from you all along. Here's a hint, you don't need more medication. You need the simple truths in this course to unlock optimal health. Health Secrets Exposed is usually 149. Now it's just $99 with your promo code. It's time for you to learn what Big Pharma doesn't want you to know. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use promo code HOPEHEALTH to receive this exclusive offer. Uh, boy, fear is a big deal these days, isn't it? 
Oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, I think the the world is leading with fear instead Mm -hmm. of faith, which gets us completely upside down. It takes us away from the biblical, uh, the basic instructions before leaving earth that are found in the Bible. It's amazing. Every time I turn on, you know, really... It can be mainstream media, or even sometimes the cons- you know the conservative patriot type media. We're we're talking about things that will put fear into your heart. And again, we're not saying to be ignorant or oblivious to it. We're saying to be informed, but to not live in that place. Because if you do, it will consume you. I appreciate you know being informed by good, well-meaning people. But what is not good is if we spend like a 30-minute program talking about how bad it gets and then only spend one minute talking about how good it is, right? So what did I say? How bad it's going to get, but how good it is. Two different paradigms there. How bad it's going to get is true. It's going to get really bad. It's supposed to. But how good it is that we have God inside of our hearts through the relationship we have with him through his son, Jesus, who came to this earth and died for us and rose again. So therefore... We can depend on some things, and we've got some scriptures for you to, tonight that we believe will help you uh, deal with it, create more resiliency, and give you some confidence that even though it's going to get bad, it's actually pretty good. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Man, when I see that fear not thing, that gets me fired up. Fear not. God is with us. Folks, do we understand what that means to fear not? Sometimes we fear too much. But we say, we find ourselves saying things like, I'm afraid of this, or I'm afraid of that, or I'm scared of. You get the idea of filling the blank. We don't need to be like that, folks. We are to fear not. And God says, do not be dismayed. I am your God. He will strengthen us. He will help us. He will uphold us with his righteous right hand. That's the side of strength, if you wondered. So if you want to have God strengthen your life, allow him to love you. But first of all, the only way to receive that is to understand we don't need to have fear. One of our most favorite scriptures that we see quoted a lot and we hear quoted, and even we do it, we hear it uh, many times on um, all the His Glory broadcasts, is this thing called Psalm 91. It has a lot of verses, but we thought it would be appropriate to just look at a a couple of those verses, namely the first two here, so you can kind of see what the tone is of Psalm 91, because it offers a whole lot of protection. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. We are to dwell in the shelter. Now, what does that mean? Abide in the shadow. What does that mean? Um, when you stand in the shade of a shade tree, the temperature is different, right? If it's hot outside, 100 degrees or something like that, you get in the shade tree, it might be 85. So it's a different uh, atmosphere. So the shelter provides not just in God's uh, admonition and encouragement here, it not only provides protection, but it's also a different atmosphere. So if you want to get out of the world's atmosphere and get into God's atmosphere, out of the world's culture, into God's culture, we need to understand that we will get into his shade or under his arm so he can cover us. So when I look at this, if we 
dwell there and we abide there, that means we stay there. We don't wander off. If we wander off, we get outside of his protection or outside of that shade. So understand that he says that when you're there, you're actually uh, under my fortress. In other words, I'm going to protect you because I'm your God who you can trust. So this is important. You know, we need to stay in the shade of God, stay in his shelter. And when we do, there's nothing to worry about, folks. And I think that's very powerful to think about. You know, many, many times we will have problems in our world. I guarantee you that. And there's going to be things that uh, come at us or be lies, false accusations. Um, you heard me talking about that hit piece. I'm like, wow. And so <laughs> What's that? somebody asked me, do you want to respond? I'm like, well, no, I don't really What's care. To why, respond to? why would I waste my time responding to an idiot, you know, or somebody that's trying to hurt me? You know, they don't know what they're doing. Um, honestly, I look at this and it's like you sometimes um, want to say what Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And, and again, it's hard to take sometimes, folks, to be honest with you, but it's probably part of the journey of us as as people, you will have people lie on you. You will have people accuse you. You will have people make false allegations against you. It's just going to happen. That's part of it. Um, boy, years ago, I had some stuff happen to me. And I was like, wow. But I remember one day I was kind of all by myself, feeling sorry for myself. And I, I said these words, ask, ask God a question. I said, why is this happening to me? You know, and I was kind of like alone. I mean, it was a miserable time. I wasn't having a good time at all. And he basically said in my heart, I didn't hear it out loud or could have, I don't remember, but he said, who do you think you are? Look what they did to my son. And I thought, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, I, that's right. You know, they did this to Jesus. Why am I indifferent? Who do I think I am? How arrogant can I be that I can't be accused of something? Come on. And that's where we are in the world right now. We need to understand that arrogance can get in the way of truth. When arrogance gets in the way of truth, we we actually lose our protection. So let's stay humble and let's stay in the shadow of God and let him empower us and realize when these attacks come, they might be significant. But check this out, what we hear and read in Isaiah 54. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, and you shall confute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Understand that there will be weapons formed against you. This says doesn't say that if a weapon is formed against you. It says no weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed. So that means who is the person or entity that wants to destroy your life. That's going to be Satan and his demons. They want to destroy you. Is it working through people? Yes, it is. So people will uh, allow themselves to be toyed by and used for the enemy's purposes. The enemy works through people, and God works through people. This is the old battle against good and evil. So no weapon that's formed against us is going to succeed. And we talk about this uh, you shall confute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. That's called lies. So every lie that's uh, told on you will be shown for what it is eventually. So it indicates that this is a heritage, a heritage. So let's talk about that heritage. That that means like it's a, a family tradition. It does. It's a heritage, right? <laughs> yep. So, uh, this, is a, this is part of my legacy. This is part of your legacy. And your this culture. heritage that, that means that we as God's servants will be vindicated. Now, will that always be on the earth? Hmm, I wish. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. But the bottom line is we'll be vindicated because we don't have to live in a perpetual accused state if we understand that God is our 
vindicator. So we have to trust him, folks, and understand that there are weapons that are going to be formed against us. There are tongues that will lie about and to us, right to your face, if you will. But the heritage or the destiny or the inheritance of the servants of God, like that's us, you know, that we've given our lives to him, he will protect us and he'll vindicate us. So that's important. And even though this stuff comes at us all the time, we need to understand that it's it might be tough. There might be things that we say we just can't get out of. Well, how am I going to escape this? I don't know. I don't know. What am I going to do? Well, what does the Bible say in 2 Timothy chapter 4? The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever. Amen. So God is going to rescue us from every evil deed. I find that super powerful, and I'm glad to hear that. Notice we took you through from the Old Testament to the New Testament. We went from Isaiah to Psalms and back to Isaiah again. And you need to remember these scriptures, folks, because it's a big deal. So the Lord will rescue us from every, not occasional, but every evil deed. And he's going to bring you safely into his heavenly kingdom. Now, his heavenly kingdom is going to be, we think, well, that's heaven. But let's think about that for a moment. Is that heaven or is that heaven on earth? Well, it's going to be both. Because ultimately, God says in Matthew 6, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So that means we have kingdom principles we live by here. And even though we're not in the technical kingdom here, we really are. Because the kingdom is in us and we're in God. So therefore, he is going to protect us and lead us safely into this kingdom. In other words, we're already there. We're already safe in this kingdom. Are we still living in these mortal bodies? Yes, but one day, these mortal bodies will turn to immortal beings. And when that happens, we won't be worried about anything. So while we're here, let's don't fear. Let's realize that weapons will be formed against us. Tongues will lie against us. There will be evil plots that come against us. And God will rescue us from every single one of them. But we're not supposed to fear. We're supposed to remain in the shadow of his wings. Just like we get in a shade tree trying to get cool, you know, it changes the culture. So kind of stay right there, folks. Um, we think this is important to kind of have these things because there's so much negative going around today, you know, and we want to really be part of your lives. And just like we talked about in segment one about the foods, if you want to work with us and get this kind of spiritual teaching that goes right with the emotional teaching, the right back with the physical teaching, you know, we've talked about governmental teaching, we've talked about financial teaching, all this stuff. It's really all one. So we, we teach all those things and people get well. Hence our mission statement, leading people down a pathway of true healing. With that said, if you want to work with us, you can go to Sherwood.tv and there's multiple ways to work with us right there. Um, we look forward to seeing you on the road. We've got all these reawakened tours that we come and we, when you see us, come up and say, hey, I'm enjoying your show and give us a big high mask, five i'm thinking mask free social distancing violating too. violating hug man that's good so folks we love you all very much and we look forward to seeing you out there may god bless you may he keep you safe may you realize you don't have to live in fear you can live in faith we we'll look forward to seeing you next time on hope and health bye for now what's funny is we get older Obviously, males, we start losing muscle mass, you know, age 30, and just gets worse. And I play a lot of golf, and, you know, playing with my buddies, they're all out driving me, and I'm like, what is going on here? And so 
I started trying to figure out, okay, what can I do to offset some of this? And that's what brought me into the clinic and then meeting with Dr. Michelle, Dr. Mark, getting on a nutrition program and an exercise program. Now I'm, you know, making those steps to where you kind of cut a few things out of your diet and then the, the testosterone, the other supplements that I take that Dr. Mark has put me on, uh, you know, really fine-tune things to, to make a difference to where you can start seeing some of the results. But I've been able to put on muscle mass, which is what I was wanting to do, is to increase, you know, muscle. I think the biggest thing, and Dr. Mark told me this early on, is that your fitness is 80% nutrition, 20% exercise. And I was blown away by that. I, I thought it was, you know, maybe 50-50 or so, but it just goes to show you that you can't out-exercise a bad diet. Dr. Mark Michelle and the staff are all very good people, and they approach your health from a, a mind-body-spirit. I mean, it's not just about okay, let's get you muscled up or slimmed down or what have you. They try to figure out what's going on in your life. You know, at, at 62 years old, I'm in as good a shape, I think, looking in the mirror as I was when I was 35. So it's, it's been a good journey for me. Many people know about our clinic, but most don't realize we help patients around the globe reach their health goals. Deep down, you know there's got to be a way to get there, but you don't know where to start. Our starter plan is the first step. You'll get everything you need to experience a health transformation in 120 days. You'll start by resetting your health with a two-week detox. Then you'll implement our proven anti-inflammatory food plan. On top of this, you'll get a 120-day supply of essential supplements, omega-3, and vitamin DK, as well as our homeopathic drops to accelerate your health goals. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use the promo code on your screen to receive this exclusive offer and save a total of $80. This is your path to more energy and better health.